Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and we today are jumping into days one through three of the July Basho, but we also have some extra things. We didn't tell you about our third rookie to the top division, Shona Naomi, last Naomi. week. So we're going to tell you a little bit about him. But first, a newsflash. Takake shows out, everyone. He's injured. Wakataka Kage out as well with an injury. But the surprise was Kirishima, who is a new Ozeki. And apparently he did like a keiko in the morning and then he went to sleep at night and he woke up with excruciating pain, I think, in his rib or his back. He went to the dock and the dock was like, uh, you got three weeks of complete healing and then you're good to go back, but you got three weeks off. So we're not getting to see our debut of Kiribayama slash Kirishima in this tournament. So yeah, this was a real surprise. It and was too. I think maybe because those guys, I mean, also the Ozeki contenders, they have been balls to the wall <laughs> practicing like crazy. There's a lot of pressure in this tournament. And so I think, yeah, I think the extreme Keiko prior to this is is kind of possibly, I think possibly just what did it. Well, who knows? We'll never know. Maybe it's a kidney stone. It, Who knows? It could be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought a lot of things when I heard that news. It was a surprise. I heard it's a, a bummer. I heard rib I contusion. Heard, yeah, I did too. But who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All I know now is there's just a vacuum at the Ozeki rank. We have no Ozekis. Yeah. Yeah. Going in on day one. So, <laughs> and really confusing because I heard his name pronounced two separate ways. Oh. Kirishima and Kirishima. So now I got to wait another <laughs> Not, I gotta wait till another Basho to see how everyone's how, how it's saying gonna settle out. Yes, how is how are we gonna say his I new feel name? Like, well, we just don't know. I know we need to listen to the old. We need to go back and watch some old video of the original Kirishima and see how they pronounce it. But yeah, who I guess a lot of way? these wrestlers still are pronounced different ways. Yeah. So okay, but the long and short of it, really, we don't is, have any Ozekis. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any Ozekis, and I'm really sorry, all you bingo people that have Takake Show. And mystery man, however we say his name, on your cards because that's that's three people that are dead squares in this bingo game. I know, and that's a bummer. I'm really sorry. I'm I know, really, but really sorry. It could be a complete toss up. You know, still, mm -hmm. I mean, we are going to have people who bingo. It's just going to be you. You'll find yourself cheering for Chio Shoma and yeah. stuff. Uh, who knows? Who knows? If you do not have a bingo card yet. There are still some available. The last I checked, we had 400 cards out there. So there are still some left. Go to our website. The link is in the bio of our Instagram. Is it on Facebook? Is it out um, there on Twitter? It should be on Twitter. It's in our bio okay. on Twitter and on Insta. Yeah, you can so find cool. it easily. Yeah, go get a bingo card. Yeah, because there's cool prizes. Yeah, don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you a little quick overview on Shona Noomi, just because we want to get to the Basho highlights, but we want to give a little bit of information about this guy. And I know last week we were like, there's two exciting new guys and then there's the other guy. Um, but the more I researched him, he's a 
badass too. Tell there's, me more. Well, there's a lot of excitement coming up from this Jurio, this new wave of Jurio guys. He is really interesting to me, mainly because he's blood type O, which I think we should always know, mm-hmm. blood type. Mm-hmm. So we kind of know a little bit of his personality. He's adventurous. He's adventurous, but his real name is Masato Tanimatsu. He's from a sports kind of family. Like his father was a baseball coach. Like everyone in the family did baseball. So he grew up around sports. And he always thought of sumo in the beginning as the sport where there's just a bunch of fat guys in Mawashis. Unfortunately, the same thing that most people think about sumo when they see it. He thought that. He thought that. He was a really big kid, though. Everyone was like, if he's playing baseball, they're like, who's the really big kid out there in the field? And so... He's always been big. And in fact, he also would often in junior high get confused for high school students. So he's always been a big kid. I think one thing to note about him before I launch even more into this, he's 6'4", which I, or 6'3", I think 6'3". He's about as tall as Rudin. And that was surprising to me. I was like, oh, I didn't know he was that big. I know. It's so easy to watch them on the doyo and think, oh, they're all 5'7". Yeah, no, but he's... A big guy. When he was younger, going back to my comment about he thought everybody was just chunky, he went to visit the Takadagawa stable and he became impressed with the wrestlers there who had a lot of muscle definition. Mm -hmm. He got super into Chiono Fuji because once he started watching tapes of Chiono Fuji, and we all know, I mean, the man he had was muscle the definition. hot bod of sumo, yeah. I will say. The yeah. first time I saw him, I was like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where did he come from? Mm-hmm. So he also saw Chiano Fuji tapes and was like, oh, <laughs> oh excuse oh, me? Excuse me? <laughs> Where did he come from? <laughs> because Chiano Fuji showed him kind of that athleticism in the sport. And if you come from a sporting family, I can kind of get the bias You know what I mean? It's not that I agree with it, but I can understand. If you're always surrounded by skinny baseball players, you might not know that there are people like Koto Eko that have ridiculous muscle definition. Once he saw those videos and visited the Takadagawa stable, that was a huge turning point for him. And literally, that's what that's what all the Wikipedia said about him is like, I saw Chiyono Fuji, I changed my opinion about how well, sumo wrestlers look. Yeah, Chiano Fuji had that skill. It changed everybody's idea about what sumo was, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a gorgeous man. So he received eight invitations to join eight different stables. Wow, that's yeah. got to be a record, right? Yeah, Woo. because he was naturally so big. And he joined the Takadagawa stable. And they were known as having the toughest, toughest training in the world of sumo. As he kind of self-analyzes himself, quote, he says, because he was raised by his grandparents, he has a weak mentality. <laughs> oh, I don't understand what that means really, but I have oh. no experience, but I want to train with my guts. And Takadagawa was known for having the hardest training of all of the stables. So that's where he picked to go. A couple of places I saw that he was sort of kind of raised by his grandparents, but then he came from a sporting family. So I don't really know the background on that. But he started sumo at 15 as a Japanese kid, I think, or really late. Um, 
No, no. He started at 15. He started studying sumo at age 15? Well, or he started pro? He started the pro world at 15. Oh, I he don't, went in. No, he but you, you're correct. College. He had never taken, he had never done sumo in his life before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he did start late. He started at 15. He even had like a send-off party from his hometown. And he knew this was a very, very tough choice that he made. And he said, but I will do it and I will not come back to my hometown until I achieve, I think, Jirio status. Well, well done. Could you believe that? At 15. That kind of said a lot about like, okay, this kid has incredible drive. But to be noted, he's about 25 years old now. He started sumo nine years ago. So kind of what happened is he started in, he had to catch up. He had never been on the doyo before. And so he his size probably helped him in the first couple of years. He spent about two years going through Jonakuchi, Jonidan, Sandame. And then he spent six years in Makushida, mm-hmm. languishing. Like many Mak- of them do. Well, yeah, yeah. But some of them, you know, come in halfway. They've gone through college. They already have what it takes to just move right on up. He had to learn how to do sumo and all of that. And that took six years. Yeah. And so he finally, once he made Jirio, he was there for three tournaments and then he made it into Makushida. So once he finally kind of bridged oh, that. Wait. C- Makuchi. Uh, Makuchi, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for correcting me. Um, once he finally made it up, though, to Jirio, he found something in him that was just clicking and the rise through Jirio was rather fast. Three tournaments is pretty good. Maybe it was that announcement he made that pronouncement he made early on there's something in japanese culture like they revere someone who makes a pronouncement about what this is what i am going to do and then they do it (laughs) and they love they love celebrating that like it's really great that you've established this goal and you've reached it and well yeah i think it's a proclamation yeah they enjoy the proclamation they do so Again, he started at 15. He's, I think, 25 now. He's currently sitting at West 14 in Makauchi. His hobbies include watching videos. His favorite food is sushi. His favorite YouTube channel is the Association Official Channel. JSA channel? <laughs> yes, I think. Okay. His favorite manga anime is Slam Dunk. I don't know what that is. I think he's had a patient coach, even though he's probably had some crazy extreme um training if you think about this kid started at 15 how many of those years was he basically assisting the older wrestler or the more you or know cooking a lot of or cooking a lot of chunko like he kind of had to live that sumo life that's not glamorous for a really long time he probably has some sort of resolve that maybe some of the other wrestlers Maybe don't have, and that might be his advantage. So it'll be interesting to see how that mental fortitude takes him in Makuchi, how how he'll perhaps rise up, because he has been at the bottom for a really long time. Hmm. But we'll see. But that's kind of what I've what I've got about him. Does he like mini pigs? That's the question. Well, that's the part I couldn't really find information on. It seems like with everybody else, there's a lot of fascination with Ochi or Hakuoho and 
you know, Gonoyama, and then this is the other kid like we did last week. <laughs> uh huh. That's how the internet treats him. He's the other guy. And the other no newbie. one's really invested in in knowing all that good fun stuff about him yet. Okay. But he's young. He's 24, 25. And his name means Shonansi. Oh, what, what did I see? Shonansi? Show. <laughs> Shonan. 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 Where did I see the meaning of it? It Show means. and tell Shonan Sea. It means the Sea of Shonan. Umi. Okay. The which sea is of Shonan. Uh, the region where he comes from, Kanagawa Prefecture. Also, one more thing about him. I think it should be noted if you look at his Jurio record, the last three tournaments were all winning records for him a 12 3, a 9 6, and an 11 4. That's pretty good for his jump up Jurio. Jurio 13, Jurio 3, and Jurio 1. So he was, those last two tournaments at the top of Jurio, he was in the mix as well this last time around. So good numbers on his part. All right. Okay, day one. Day one. After finding out... We had no Ozekis in this tournament. <laughs> My first thought was, oh, it should be easier then for these guys gunning right. for Ozeki ship. Yes. It should be much easier for them to put up the high numbers that they need right. in order to become Ozeki. So as bummed as I was that those guys are out and we've got a <laughs> hole at Ozeki's, I was like, Oh, I think somebody is probably going to become Ozeki. I know, but then again, there's some guys that are trying to prove themselves, like Meisei or or Asanoyama. We have some other dudes. And then like Takayasu's in there. You've got some other dudes that are going to muddy up that water for them. It's a tournament for ex-Ozekis. And people who want to become Ozekis. That's really what this tournament is. is turning out to be. And that's kind of the exciting. The Ozeki tournament. Yeah, the Ozeki tournament. All right. So first, day one, let's just say it. It's out there. This is a very sweaty fair, y'all. Yeah, Everybody's hot. sweaty because yeah. it's hot and it's humid. Everybody's got their fans out mm-hmm. trying to keep themselves cool. And these are big boys in a hot climate. I don't know how they're doing it. The doyo is, it looks slippery. And I have heard that doing sumo in this area, it is more slick. Yeah. Like the, the it's not sand, the clay is yeah. more slick. So it's just, it's a challenging climate for these men. You never really know what's going to well, happen. Well, that's why they, a lot of them have Keiko outdoors um, prior to the tournament. The, all their Keiko seems to be outdoors and tents. So trying to get ready for it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But let's start with a rookie report because our rookies come up the first three fights of the day. Yes. So on day one, it was a great day to be a rookie. It was. They all did well on day one. And and I'll say it's pretty usual for our rookies to this top division to do really well in their first tournament because yeah. they are wrestling guys that are, you know, pretty close to them in terms of talent and similar men that they're fighting. It's their second or third tournament that they really run into the wall and go, oh. Right. Oh. But then, but you know what? Hakuoho went up against... A huge pusher thruster with Aoyama, who has the longer arms, has the bigger body. And so I was actually thinking, and Aoyama and, well, Indo, some of these guys down at the bottom, they have they have traditionally been more mid-range or upper range. So um, I thought, actually, this was kind of, might be a hard one, but 
It was not. It was not. Nope. It proved that Hakuoho has got just as much. I mean, he just buried his little head in there and he's just like a little monster. He really is a monster. And he's like, he's aggressive, da, 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 right? Da, da, da. And Aoyama had really no, an- none of them had answers for these new debutantes. Yeah, but really, the main question that was answered for me on day one is Hakuoho's hair is not long enough to put in the top knot yet. It's not even close. I mean, it looks like it's going to be another six months until it's long enough to put in, in that top knot. a lovely mullet. Yeah. So his hair is still slick back. And yes, he beat veteran Aoyama. It was no problem. He never backed off. He just went to it head forward. He's really good at head forward, aggressive sumo. And it showed. Shona Naomi was the second rookie up. He did really well. He wrapped up Daishoho. There was a long stalemate and then went on the offense. Was that the one that had the one of these matches? I think it was the Daishoho Shona Naomi fight that I was like. Geez Louise, that was like watching a bomb go off. They hit each other so hard. But these rookies have got something to prove. And so I imagine it's kind of like bad luck to make your Makuchi debut and not win. I think we saw a little extra gas in the tank from all of them. Gonoyama, the third rookie up, he is big. I I don't think it hit me how big he is until I saw him up against Kota Shoho. He's big. I'm going to call him Big G now so that the gonorrhea name can go out of my head. He is (laughs) Big Big G G in my world. Big G overpowered Kota Shoho. He stayed low. He pushed him out from the front. Big G did well. So it was a great day to be a rookie on day one. And I did think for Kota Shoho, I was like, indeed, what I thought would be true is he would be struggling now that he's gotten married and... uh, (laughs) Hold well, the press with that. It's going to be a little one. Just on day one. <laughs> I mean, give him a chance. He's That's gonna, right. You know, your whole life changes once you get married. That's true. So Not that I know. Give him a chance. <laughs> um, very excited to see Takayasu back on day one, looking strong, in complete control of Oho on day one. I was just happy to see him back. Yeah. It looked like a piece of cake. But one of the most exciting matches for me on day one was Hokuseho versus Onosho. Onosho jumped forward right into Hokuseho's waiting arms, who simply ran forward, and Onosho had no idea what happened. But I was excited because there was no waiting on the side of Hokuseho. Yeah. This time, he just, like, hugged and ran forward, and I thought, oh, somebody's been doing some real good training. So Hokuseho won with a Yorikiri. Another exciting match, Asanoyama versus Meisei. Yes. Asanoyama... Up to Maegashira 4 because of his spectacular record at the last Basho, y'all. He got, what, 12-3 at the last Basho? Former Ozeki here getting back up to where he should be versus Meisei, who did really well in the last tournament, <laughs> beat Terunofuji, the only person to beat Terunofuji, as I recall, last tournament. Yeah. Asanoyama blasted out at the beginning of this fight, and he moved Meisei all the way back to the edge. He changed his grip because Meisei sort of blocked it, couldn't finish Meisei off, and Meisei moved a little to the right, got his right hand on the belt, flipped around. That was a little confusing to follow, but let's just say there was a scramble. They moved positions. Asanoyama followed. 
But then it looked like Asadayama's leg slipped a little bit yeah. on the slippery doyo. Mm -hmm. And then Meisei threw himself on top of Asanayama with a very satisfying plant pancake, which is called Abise Teoshi. It's, it was just a pancake breakfast on day one of Asanoyama, the person that everybody's like, oh, he almost won mm -hmm. the last Basho. He might win this one. I'm just going to say it was a surprise. It was yes. a surprise. And it was followed up with a sweet little kiss from Meisei to Asanoyama on the face. Did you see that what? close up? <laughs> they fell on each other so they hard. They fell on each other and they kissed. No, the mouth of Meisei hit like Asanoyama's cheek. Someone had taken a still of that last moment and yeah. it literally is Meisei's mouth like on the side of a grimacing <laughs> Asanoyama just to seal it. Sealed just with to a seal kiss. the deal. <laughs> Let's just say it was a surprise win. I did not expect Meisei to win that one. But Asanoyama, everyone is so excited. He is still under so much pressure to perform. And he's yeah. not even back in his Ozeki role No, but yet. he's got a lot of confidence. He he know, he know seems like he's in a better mental space this time. But yeah, this is kind of what I was thinking last time around. When he comes back up, he might have a rude awakening. Meisei has improved a lot in a year he and has. a half. He has. But I will say a slippery doyo doesn't just, help. <laughs> yeah. It just changes. It changes everything. Yeah. And I think that if Asanayama's leg hadn't slipped, he might have pulled the win out of that one. Yeah. Because he's looking strong and he's looking fast. Yeah. Okay. Sekiwaka report. <laughs> I'm just going to give you these every day. A rookie report and a second walk-in report because these are the three guys that are going for the hole where there should be a Nozeki. It was a great day to be a second walkie on day one. We got three up, three wins. It was awesome. Wakataka Kage blasted, slid his hand. Wakataka Kage, back from oh, injury. You're right. I did say, I even wrote Wakataka Kage. Wakamoto Haru blasted, slid his hand onto the belt of Mitakeyumi and drove backward. Just sort of imagine throwing yourself face first into a huge moving target and running forward with it. That is what happened. Wakataka, mm -hmm. Wakamoto Haru. <laughs> Whew. I miss Wakataka Kage. I do too. I do oh, too. Evidently, yeah. uh, he was on my mind. I guess so. This was some great Wakataka Kage style sumo from, from his, his brother, brother Wakamoto Haru. <laughs> yeah, it really did remind me of Wakataka Kage. It must and be why I wrote that. Taking down of a former Ozeki. Yep. The next one up was Daisho, who just just completely shut down Shodai. Another former Ozeki. Yep. Just, it was, yeah, did not let Shodai escape anywhere. And Hoshoryu, it was a close call. It was a close call. But Hoshoryu came out with a win over Tobizaru. The final fight of the day, Terunofuji versus Abi. Abi pushed at Terunofuji's neck. And honestly, it looked like Terunofuji was annoyed. <laughs> annoyed that one, he was sweating as much as he was sweating. And two, that Abi went for his neck. And so he just swatted Abi's arms away, moved forward, and just put the end to Abi. So he walked away with that win. I think it was an exciting start it to was. the Basho. It was. I Despite was all of our, our Kyujos, all of our Fusen shows, uh, I was I was excited with day one. Yeah, me too. Day two. Also, another really strong start for our rookies. Hakuoho easily beat Kagayaki with a Yorikiri. And we have Shona Naomi 
beating Takara Fuji, veteran. We have some of these veterans sitting low down in the ranks, and it kind of like breaks my heart. But new blood, old blood. It's just the cycle, the life cycle of a sumo wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shuna Naomi is 2-0, Hakuoho is 2-0. But the fight I want to talk about is this Chiyoshoma fight with Gonoyama because I saw a little bit of a beast come out of Gonoyama or Big G. You anger the beast with these huge face slaps and you're going to get it right back at you. So that's what happened. Chiyoshoma came at Gonoyama and he seemed to just do it in like a right hook. It was a big slap on Gonoyama, but somewhere in there, he just, you could see Gonoyama go like from zero to 100. Mm -hmm. He seemed to take those big slaps pretty seriously after that and was like, you're going to play like that? Okay, I'll play like that. And from there, he then reciprocated with just next level slap square on Chiyoshoma because the last huge face slap to Chiyoshoma, I'm pretty sure was a knockout. It did him in. It was literally a Hitaki Komi slap down, but it looked more just like a face slap down. He hit his face and then the next thing we knew, Chiyoshoma was in the dirt. Yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. But if this doesn't work out for Big G, I think boxing might be uh, the next step for him in his career because those were crazy slaps. And uh, Chiyoshoma... I don't know why we all enjoy when Chiyoshoma gets hanked on or apparently face lapped, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I didn't like this fight. You didn't? No, just it was too... It was rough. Yeah, it but, was rough. I didn't I, like but it. But these young guys, I think when you do that, you run the risk of really turning on the anger in the other guy. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Chiyoshoma got. And this new guy's like, oh, I can play like that. I may be a new guy here. But I can play like that. Slappy fight of the day goes to Hokuto Fuji versus Takanosho. Both of these guys had near misses and slaps, and it kind of looked like hilarious sumo to me. They both seemed at one point or another to pretty much be toast, but then they both seemed to kind of revive. And Hokuto Fuji basically beat Takanosho with a slap down, but it was two bets staying alive as best as they can, both matched up at Maegashira 9. But the longest match of the day, and the one that was pretty exciting to me, was Oho versus Hokuseho. And this match was so epic and so long. And Oho finally had some spunk and enough courage to try to figure out in some way to take this big guy down. He tried everything and then he'd stall out. They'd stall out. And Hokuseho's just kind of leaning on him and just basically standing up there like waiting. Like he could have been in an elevator just waiting to get off of the next floor. He didn't look like he was engaged in sumo, but that's what he can do. He can just lean his whole big body on the other shorter guy. But somehow Oho managed to lift up and at the same time, uh, finally, after like two, I think they were over two minutes at this point, lifted up, got Hokuseho's right arm all wrapped up in a kotanage grip. And it must have been an uncomfortable position because Hokuseho's arm uh, was just like so tweaked it, and he was grimacing. But that was the way he took him down. So he ended up doing a kotanage on Hokuseho and Hokuseho hit the dirt. Uh, first. But it was like a two to three minute battle. And it was just sheer determination on Oho's part. And I was like, all right, 
grandson of Great Tai Ho, we saw a lot of spunk there. Well, he certainly earned that one. He yeah. did. But it, that was one of, the, for me, it was one of the weirdest drunk looking fights <laughs> I've ever seen. It was very <laughs> awkward. Yeah. And maybe it was because Hokuseho was simply trying to slow Oho down. But there was a, just a long time where it looked like they were at a junior high slow dance. I know. It's a, just legs straight, leaning on each other, holding each other. But that's what it was One like. One thing we haven't seen what? is that this the element of a really big guy coming into sumo, and we haven't seen this type of sumo in a long time, like how this Hokuseho is fighting. We just haven't seen that. I'm just going to lean on you and be tall and look like I'm not engaged. But he is. He's working the advantage of his height. But it looks so weird to us. Hoshoryu, uh, straightforward, beat Shodai. Uh, we've got Wakamoto Haru beating Tobizaru. And we've got Daesho, who beat Mitaki Yumi. The big fight of the day. So we've got, again, three rookies winning, three Ozeki hopefuls winning. Nishikigi versus Terunofuji. Wowza. Because Nishikigi did it. And I also saw in Nishikigi afterwards his face. He's so emotionless, emotionless, but you saw a little spark of like he was part surprised and part like, I did it. I can't believe I did it. Heavy bottomed. Like Teru was surprised too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have to remember. This is what some of the commentators were saying, and it is true. Nishikigi is incredibly strong, and he is bottom heavy, and that's where his strength is. And so the very heavy bottomed Nishikigi figured out that it's when- It's a talent. We should just bring that back. Yeah, heavy bottom is a talent. It is, because <laughs> Tedunofuji has that kimidashi grip. He was going for it like he always does. He can't do it when someone is so grounded like Nishikigi. And so what Nishikigi did, he got in close and he can pull from this position when he got in close. And no one usually does that on Tedunofuji. But he managed to stay grounded into the dirt even when Tedunofuji was trying to lift him up with a kimidashi. And he, I think, got a beltless arm throw in there and Tedunofuji went a flying. It was beautifully done. It was really done. cool. Yeah. I've, ne- I've not seen anyone from that position be able to stay low and twist to the side enough that Tedunofuji gets off balance and right. goes ass over teacups. Right. Yeah. Well, and Nishikigi is so strong that Tedunofuji's kimidashi is not as deadly as it could as it can be. Mm-hmm. I love that match. I hate it when a Yokozuna goes down, but when it's to someone like Nishikigi who has been so tried, so true, so steady and you don't see a big uh, you don't see a lot of flair coming out of that guy. But he's underestimated what his talent is yeah, and yeah. and he showed it in this match just how good he can be. Yeah. So that's Agreed. what I loved. Agreed. I just thought Wakamoto Haru's win over oh, yes. Toby Zaro was the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Well, it was pretty straightforward. Right. I know it was very straightforward, <laughs> but there's something about that sexy grounded walk. <laughs> like once he gets that belt and he just drives back and you cannot get out of the way. That it's just so sexy. Well, and Toby Zaro did a really nice <gasps> evasion move, but it didn't matter because Wakamoto Haru was all over it and uh, rushed him back and out. Maybe it that's was, what uh, is so sexy about it. Just being all over it. All over it. <sighs> He is a taken man. I'm sorry to tell you. I know. 
I know, but I can still just we'll figure love out who's single afar. and we'll put our names in the hat. All right, day three started out with such a nice treat and ended on a sour note. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> At the beginning of day three, we got an Atami Fuji snack treat. He came up Yay. from Jurio, and I just love it every time that boy shows up in the Sweet top of Vision. Little Atami Fuji. Oh, he's so he's adorable. Uh, yeah, he's the he's definition adorable. of adorable. And he just started this theme of pushing people out from behind. He got an Okuri Taoshi against Aoyama. Okay, now if you're new to sumo. Okuri Taoshi is when you push someone from behind and then they fall down. Right. Right? Okuri. It was, it was a crush out. I thought Taoshi. Uh, well, no. Taoshi is they land. They land. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. They land flat on the ground. Okuri okay. is like from the R- rear. From back. Okuri right? I got. So uh, we're going to see. I always think Okuri is, well, it's backside, but I think but. <laughs> well, you could think of it that way. Sure. Sure. Why not? But Taoshi is yeah. you push him out from the ba- behind and then they land on the ground. Yeah. Boom. That's Boom. what that is. Okuri Taoshi. Rookie report. We had one up and two down oh. on day three. We had Hakuoko losing to the experience of Takara Fuji. Ha- Hakuoko. Yes, what I say? Hakuoko. Oh, my goodness. My names are just bad today. Yeah, okay. but it's hard. They've had name changes. So Ooh. let's just call Mochi. <laughs> the beast. <laughs> no, I'm going to be the good. The monster of Reiwa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hakuoko was trying real hard to get his right hand on the belt of Takara Fuji. But when you try something two or three times and you can't get it, Takara Fuji knows. He knows what you're trying to do. He's good. And he's like, you try it again, and all right, you just try it again. Boop. And he just thrust Hakuoho right to the dirt with a tiny, reed, huge, and powerful flick of the upper body. And Hakuoho was down. Yeah. Lesson learned from Takara Fuji. Shona no Umi lost against Indo. Okay. Let's just say it was another case of experience right. winning out over new rookie. Right. But, Veteran new rookie. Yeah. Big G. Big G slapped and pushed and won against Dai Shoho. Okay. So well done, Big G. That's right. Doing the best of the rookies on day right. three. We got an Okuri Dashi, which is a push out from the rear, but the person doesn't fall. Right. Right? Chiyoshoma against Kotoshoho. Again, it must be that marriage. Yeah, it's it, not. It must be the late the nights. It's the honeymoon phase. Yes. He's not sleeping, but he's very much in love. But yeah. he'll rebound once yeah. the baby's born. But Chiyoshoma <laughs> was just much too fast for Kotoshoho. He just slipped to the side, got out of the way, pushed Kota Shoho out from behind. We got a bowling with Suragisho match. <laughs> Miyogiru threw Suragisho out, bowled a strike. Suragisho, I swear he took out at least five people <laughs> with that bowl. Well, it was so great. And that's great. a very big bowling ball. It was. And they looked <laughs> delighted. They looked absolutely delighted to I, be bowled. I think I would be too. I would be yep. delighted to be smushed by one yep. wrestler. It was well done. Okay, then we had a couple of first meetings that were really excited. Exciting, Exciting. I should say. Mm -hmm. Tamawashi, who Mm -hmm. is the geriatric age of 38. He is very old. Yep, met (laughs) Oho, who is just about the right age for sumo, which is 23. Would it be the new 
new person who won or the experienced one who won? The experience yeah. won out. <laughs> Just like Takarafuji beat Hakuoho, this time Tamawashi beat Oho. I love it when this happens, when the experience wins the day. I mean, Tamawashi is so incredibly strong. Yeah, yeah. But even more exciting was the next match. Hokuseho, who is M6, I believe, versus Takiyasu, ex-Ozeki, who I believe this time is M7. I was really interested to see how this was going to go. I couldn't say who was going to win out just because Takiyasu deals with injuries. Right. Right. He's been right. around so long. He deals with injuries. Right. Hokuseho is so tall. Right. But Takiyasu is pretty tall too. Yeah, he is. He's big. So I was like, huh. Oh, He's got right, that how, big belly. How is too. this going to work? That, okay. That what, is his yeah. main advantage. What's going to happen? Well, Takiyasu jumped right in super close to Hokuseho and he pushed throwing Hokuseho's balance way, way far back. And as Hokuseho leaned back and sort of to the side and tried to escape, Takiyasu just thrust him forward and down from the outside, left hand, just boom. It was textbook sumo, textbook hikiotoshi. But so few have been able to do that. Right. That I wondered, okay, yeah, is it a size advantage? Is it the experience? Was that something he thought about ahead of time? And he's been watching Hokuseho and he's like, ooh, if you could just get in close enough, then you can get it. I wonder if they call each other and they're like, hey, man, try this. Have you fought Hokuseho? And he's like, yeah, man, he's like really tall, but like, I think he got to just get in there real close at first and then take him. I wonder how much information they share. Yeah. Or if they're closed about it, if they're like, no, it's only for you because everybody is different. I mean, they, they all are friends behind the scenes. A lot of them are. You can tell. We would hope. We would hope. We would hope they play lots of, I don't know, cards, gin, yeah, rummy, karaoke. I'm they, sure they, they do they lots of drinking out. games together. They have to talk about like, yeah, what that new kid feels like. Yeah. So maybe they strategized together and they were like, all right, try this. <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty. It was yeah. very, very pretty. And I was really excited to see Takiyasu do that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, okay, maybe maybe he's just had enough experience. He's fought enough taller guys. Ah, but not not that or many. He, Nobody's been around since Akebono, who's his who's height. Who's that tall. So, but he's... Yeah, it's I don't like know. Maybe going up against Hakaho. Hakaho is six four, so maybe that Takiyasu was able to pull from. Okay, I've got somebody a little bit taller than me um, that I fought with many, many times. This was my approach. Let's see how it works yeah. on this kid who's got four more inches on him or three more. Yeah, inches or maybe on him. he just knows if I can get him leaning back, he's not grounded. Right, and he's yeah. So he how can lean I do down that? on me? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but it was pretty. We got another Okuri Dashi, mm. a rear push out this time. Of Onosho. Onosho was fast and furious in this match, but so was Ura. And Onosho pushed Ura to the bales twice in this match. The first time, Ura thrust down Onosho's arms and escaped, but Onosho expertly regained his balance and came back and pushed Ura all the way back to the bales on the other side of the ring. And then, I don't know how he did it. Ura (laughs) spun out of the way. 
and just pushed Onosho down from behind. It was just great. But that's the magic of Ura. Yeah. I mean, everybody has loved watching him just specifically for the magic he makes in the ring. Yeah, he's an escape artist. He really is. Mm. And then we got treated to Asanoyama versus Hira Umi. Wow, y'all. Wow. Hira Umi got caught like a fish on a line, struggled and shrugged and struggled and struggled and shrugged and... Asanayama did not let him escape anywhere. It was a pretty yori kitty battle. It's some of my favorite kind Simple, of sumo. Straightforward. I'm going to skip to the Sekiwake report of the day. It was one and two. We had Daesho, who came out screaming against Midori Fuji, definitively winning this match by catching Midori Fuji by the chin and throwing him out immediately. <laughs> that is what it's he like did. like a flick. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah, wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that. Hoshoryu met Nishkiki, and Hoshoryu pushed and pulled. But man, Nishkiki is a hard man to move. It's well, that bottom maybe heavy he's skill. hot off his big win. Maybe so he's got like a little bit of pizzazz. Well, <laughs> it was it was a surprise to us all when Nishkiki just thrust down Hoshoryu. It was a surprise to Hoshoryu. Yeah, he looked afterwards like. Okay. Did he? That was I mean, surprisingly hard. You look at Nishikigi and you go, uh, maybe all of my sotogake, maybe all my leg stuff won't quite work with this bottom guy. I just, I <laughs> think maybe Nishikigi has struggled with injuries for so long that we've all gotten used to discounting him. Right. And now that his sumo seems to be firing on all cylinders, he's just surprising everyone. Yeah. He's incredibly strong. Or maybe he's working out with new people. Maybe he has a new coach. I don't know what it is, but he's shocking everyone with this or, performance at Maigashira 1. Yeah. This is a tough spot. Yeah. He's meeting really tough guys and doing really well. Yeah. Wakamoto Haru, well, he ran with all he had at Shodai. <laughs> Shodai absorbed it. And I think that completely shocked Wakamoto Haru. He changed his track. He started going backwards. And that was his mistake because Shodai just moved forward when Wakamoto Haru moved backward. That and mistake. That was it. Yeah, it was all over for Wakamoto Haru. So Shodai Exozeki won that one. So we Daesho is the only one on day three that came out ahead, making him look really, really smart for the Ozeki promotion. But they've all got plenty of time. Yeah. Okay. But it's really all about that last, last match. match. And I am going to try to break this down because it was a big one. Terano Fuji was working himself up. Right as this began, like you could see, you could see it in his brain. I lost yesterday. That was a surprise loss. And I am not losing today. He had his game face on. Yeah. So emotions were running high. You could tell. Well, that's a pressure spot. Every time you lose, the JSA has got to pay some other guy a bonus for the rest of his career. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So you don't ever want to lose. You got money on the line. It's a crazy pressure cooker of a position. Toby Zaru used every skill that he had during this fight, including a very loose Mawashi. Ah. Very loose. So they met after the Tachiai, and pretty much right away they got their arms sort of wrapped up, each blocking the other from getting the belt, until Terano Fuji grabbed Toby Zaru's body and belt, finally got a grip, 
And he almost moved Tobizaru out of the ring twice. And somehow with huge effort and I will say amazing skill by twisting and holding his lower body super low to the ground, Tobizaru escaped that twice. It was amazing. And then Tobizaru did this really cool thing. He pulled Terunofuji forward Mm -hmm. and off balance and sort of spun around. Mm -hmm. And they had to switch grips again. And Tobizaru, well, I'll say Terunofuji was still holding onto Tobizaru's belt that was just moving up and up and up his body. So Tobizaru's (laughs) belt was underneath his armpits, essentially. (laughs) And Terunofuji was like, I'm not letting go of this because I have it. And also probably mad because he's like... You don't normally tie it this loose. Yeah, yeah. That's but he's like crappy. I'm not letting it go. Yeah, it is a sort of a crappy thing to do. It but is. okay, I'm not going to let it go. So, but that, that meant kind of he had an awkward hold yeah. on Toby Zaru. Mm-hmm. It was very, very awkward. There was more jostling, and in this sort of jostling, where Terunofuji was like, "Oh, well, fudge bucket, I've got this," <laughs> but it's around your Did he say armpits. That? Fudge bucket. Yes, in I'm Japanese. Sure he said it. What is? Fudge bucket in Japanese, please. Can somebody know. speak Japanese, please? Let us know what fudge bucket is. So you could see, like, Terunofuji was like, oh, what do I do now? I, we don't, uh. He tried this very soft little leg trip on Tobizaru, which didn't really work. It got Tobizaru a little bit off balance. But he tried that, and then he tried some kotonages. They really didn't work either because the hold was just in the wrong place because right. right. the, the belt had moved. And somehow Tobizaru was just hanging in there. And he had this, like, ride hard or die attitude, <laughs> like Toby Zaro was not going down. And so they took this very small breather. During this breather, you could see Terano Fuji sort of wince in pain uh. for the first time. And it was like, oh, was that effort or was that a wince? What was that? And maybe he was trying to slow everything down. Teru had one hand on the back of Toby Zara's belt in the back, and yeah. the other hand was on his belt, but it was in the wedgie. armpit. Okay. It was yeah. like had the loose Get a wedgie grip with... Yeah, the under yeah. the armpit with the yes. with the belt. Yeah, and Toby Zaru's head was just completely buried in Terunofuji's chest, but he was looking down, and they right. were both like catching, like trying to catch their breath. Yeah, and Toby Zaru's looking at the ground, and you could sort of see it. Like Terunofuji's foot was there, and it was yeah. like, oh, he's gonna do a leg trip. He's looking right at it, and sure enough. Toby Zero did this super hard leg sweep yeah. of Terunofuji's right leg. And Terunofuji tried at that moment to take Toby Zaru backwards and out of the bales, but something was terribly wrong. Right. And you could see it on his face, and right. he couldn't finish it. And Toby Zaru pushed back with all of his might, and Terunofuji just couldn't. He Something was wrong. Right. And without much struggle, went out backwards on the other side of the bale. And Toby Zaru was so excited to win this. And the cushions were flying. Everyone was excited. Right. However, this is one of the hardest things about watching sumo. Yeah. When you know someone is hurt. Right. And everyone is celebrating. Right. It's like, oh, stop. Yeah, it feels awful. And I wasn't the only one because I, you know, I rewatched this several times and there were other people in the audience who were watching Terra Nafuji with the same look on their face that I was. Right. It's like, what kind of win is it over a 
somebody who's that injured. Yes. And what we were watching, what I was watching, what some other people were watching was Terunofuji delicately checking his knees. And then when he stood up, his balance was totally off. Uh. You could tell something was drastically wrong. Like he looked almost drunk. Like his whole body was trying to maneuver without the support of one Knee. knee. It was terrible to watch him get off the doyo. Right. To walk him. He walked himself out of the ring, but as soon as he got out of public view, yeah, he, he started grabbing for poles to hang on to. Ugh. He had his hands on the back of um, another wrestler from his stable yeah. until he could see that there were cameras there and then he let go. Right. So you could tell that something is drastically wrong yeah. with his right knee. Yeah. And that is what that is what so sucks about sumo, and it helps me understand how um, Kisina Sato's supporters must have felt. Right, like you so want somebody to do so well, and yet their body just cannot. Well, they sacrificed it. it on the way up, Ugh. and so it's awful. You can take three tournaments off, but the truth is, his career prior to those three tournaments, or year off, or however long he took off. Um, we're toast. You've done this to your body. There's like no coming back, really. And Hakaho really was somebody who lived with incredible pain and somehow managed through his knees to do that. But barely, barely. It is sad to see it, but you kind of know it It was going to be this way. It's not like his knees were just going to get stronger and better. And this, this is not to take away... From Tobizaru's effort. Right. I mean, when they interviewed him after this fight, he could barely complete a sentence. He was so winded. That took talent to do. Right. So kudos to Tobizaru. Right. He did, he, there are many times he could have just given up and gone out, and he didn't. Right. But, oh, yeah, it is, it is really hard to watch that sort of win on the back of an injury like right. that. And if Terunofuji comes back, he is made out of some sort of steel that I do not even understand. Yeah. I doubt that he will be back after that. Oh, yeah, no. I strongly doubt that he'll be back. So my guess is from day four on is we're not going to have anybody at Ozeki or Yokozuna rank right. anymore. And that's exciting for people who want to become Ozeki. Yeah. Because we've got a lot of injured people at the very top of the yeah. pyramid right now. Yeah. Sumo's interesting, y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It was kind of a, it was a downer for day three to end right, that, that way. Yeah, yeah. It was. But the sumo was great until that one fight. Yeah. Uh, injuries suck. They Can do. we just say that? Injuries are awful. But that is, they're <sighs> all injured all the time. So that is part of it. Is there anything else you want to talk about on day three? No, I think that covers it well. So I guess that's it for this week. Remember, get those bingo cards. If you haven't, there's still some left. And get your bingo hands all warmed up because this is going to be a crazy tournament with all kinds of weird bingos coming your way. Mm -hmm. So until next week when we bring you days four through 11 or four through 10. um, Enjoy the sumo, y'all. It's great. Yeah. Till then, I'm Leslie. Laurie, bye. Bye. Bye.